So welcome everybody. Norin. Yes. Happy birthday. It's our first birthday. Can uh, you believe that? I no, no, I can't. I mean, we we've been doing it for longer than because we recorded first one about two months before we we went live yes. with it. Yeah, we did. So about no, about six weeks, I think. So we've actually been doing this for longer than a year. But for to, to everyone out there, this will be the 50th episode, and this is also our first birthday, because uh, the 11th of June 2019, which was a Tuesday, which this year is a Thursday, which is our new regular day, so thank you, Leap Years. Um, yes. Yeah, episode 50 is... Uh, Stars aligned. I know, so that worked out quite well. Um, so uh, people listening to us will by now have seen the episode title. Yes. So they will know who our guests are. Ooh. Um, and we recorded this, we recorded this back in April. Um, and obviously at that point, <laughs> as, as today, uh, the sky was falling. So, um, so yeah. everyone was hunkered down in their own homes. And, um, I can honestly say that Julie and Boris were possibly the nicest, <laughs> nicest yes. people. I've, I've people, spoken to sure. can't, yeah um and yeah because we we um we arranged this so just a kind of a bit of a background we arranged this as a result of um julie posting on her instagram because boris doesn't doesn't really do social media so julie has her own feed and she yeah. posted a picture of herself listening to some earbuds mm-hmm. while she paints yeah <laughs> and uh looking looking just radiant as 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 she does yes. um and i i cheekily commented on the uh from the instagram <laughs> podcast oh i'm sure you're listening to us and she replied ah yes i i was and i said well um how's about time you um you come onto the podcast and she she said sure just let me know and i was like what a what a what an amazing! That's amazing. I know. My, I still my, can't believe it. I'm my, still in shock. Yeah, my jaw went on the floor for a little bit, and then I um, um, it took a couple of weeks actually for me to pick myself up off the floor. So I finally rustled up the, the courage to send her a message because we had her email. And um, for those who have been on board since episode one, Julie was the very first voice heard. Yes on this podcast so it's kind of fitting that, that that they come back um so we went back and forth we arranged a date and time and because of lockdown we were both a little bit freer and we arranged something uh yes. that worked for everyone and um as the day grew closer i kind of started having a feeling in the back of my mind as i was doing the research for it and looking at looking at their book one of their books uh the yeah. one that focuses on their marvel work looking at the website i kind of had this feeling and then of course as you'll hear without burying the lead too much um as you will hear the the camera goes live and there's julie sat there who we expected because we'd been speaking to julie and there's boris sat next to us so just crazy whole different ball game the duel themselves man the 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 painting gods as they are in the marvel masterpiece realm Mm. just insane to see her and him there and um, absolutely amazing yeah it was just it was just it was just a giddy 90 minutes i mean i prepared yes. a load of questions no one prepared a load of questions they kind yeah. of all went out the window um a little bit um 
And listen, we've been doing this for a year. I, I think we're getting better at it, but I think we've kind of regressed a little bit because we both went a bit fangirl. Um, yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. And um, but it was it was good. Um, I, I, one thing I will say, and obviously, once you've listened to this, and there will be a video that comes out with a, with um, a slightly trimmed version of the, uh, the, yes. the podcast, although um, it will be uh, using visuals. But I believe we're not going to use their video because we didn't ask them permission for that, but we'll, we did ask use them the for permission. Oh, did we? Oh, I can't. Yeah. Remember. So we're solid. Oh, we're in that case. Well, <laughs> which pretty much describes me throughout the course of the interview. Um, so <laughs> I, um, sorry, sorry, Julie. <laughs> sorry, Boris. Um, one thing that I loved, um, was how you, we just got a brief snapshot into how wonderful they are as a, as, a, as, a, as a couple, as an entity. Yes, that was so lovely to see. And the yeah. interplay between them, the way they looked at each other, yeah. uh, the way they kind of dovetailed the answers to the questions. Um, I, 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 I think Boris may have repeated it, but he said something brilliant just before we started recording that gave me such an insight into his character and his enthusiasm and his passion that I was just just blown away by it. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, I, I I don't know what else to say apart from, you know, we, we should probably let people hear the interview. Yes, you know? I think so. I we've think been, it's time to... We've uh, been talking about this for the a The anticipation has been enough. The anticipation. I think people are ready. Patient. Marvellous. Um, Love it. So all, all I wanted to say, which is why we wanted to do this kind of pre-credits yes. bit, uh, which we don't normally do, is thank you. If you're listening to this, thank you. Um, this was kind of a grand experiment. Hey, let's start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's kind of nice how Julie has bookmarked the first day and the 50th. Yeah. I mean, I think without that momentum of getting Julie first and getting all these artists to mm. kind of come in and say hi and stuff, I, I don't think we would have kept at it as long as we have. And having Julie now really gets us pumped to the next 50 episodes. And again, thank you to everybody who's spending the time to listen to this and we hope you're enjoying the show. Yeah. Yeah. As, I, as I've always said, this podcast is for you guys. It's for the hobby. Um, you know, I won't lie. There is a little bit of us needed to just chat about the hobby as well. So it's for us as yeah. well. Um, and I think we said fairly early on, this is kind of like therapy for us in a way. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I think it's nice to talk about the hobby and nice to, talk to talk about things too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. good to talk. As Bob used to say. Um, on that note, Norin, thank you. I couldn't do this with anyone else. Um, thank you. And, Ian. you know, this is just awesome that we get to hang out every week and just talk about what we love. So thank Happy you. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards, everything he does is a true Marvel masterpiece. It's Norin Rad. Stop it. So nice. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm always so nice to you at the start of the episodes. You are. And then it's like a perpetual beating as we keep going. But, yeah. you know, that's yeah, well, I'm used to. You, know, you get I cry later. 
off the show. You get used to it. Um, so uh, I, I can't, I can't kind of chit chat with you any longer. Um, speaking of <laughs> really? true Marvel, uh, much as much as I'd like to. Um, speaking of true Marvel masterpieces, uh, with us on the podcast this <laughs> this week. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to hold it, it together. Um, well, we originally intended to have um, a just um, the fine award-winning uh, m- uh, artist and creator of um, many beautiful works that our listeners um, will will know, uh, Julie Bell. But um, in the true spirit of two for the price of one, um, Boris <laughs> uh, has joined her on the call. So, Julie, Boris, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you very much. Nice, nice to, to be, be here. here. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely giddy with excitement. I can't believe this is happening. I'm sorry. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, I'm going to calm down. I'm good. I'm good. Anyway, we will try and be professional. We will we try, try not to geek out or nerd out on you in any way, shape, size, or form. Um, so, um, sorry. Have I, I don't think I, I asked you this before, Julie, when we were going backwards and forwards. Have you done any podcasts before? Have you been guests on any podcasts? Um, there's one John Dalton. He's a art an art writer. Um, I think, and honestly, I I can't really remember. I um, just really don't think so. No. No. Not okay. that I can remember at this moment. I feel kind of bad if I'm not remembering something really cool that happened, and then the person's uh, like, "What well, about fine. mine? I don't know." <laughs> In years to come, you can both talk about this day to your to your to your children and grandchildren. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, the um, of course listeners will know this, and we, we just talked about this before we started recording. But both of you have kind of been on the podcast before because you very kindly did our first intros and julie you were actually the very first voice anyone heard on episode one i'm seriously honored that's really cool of this book i know <laughs> believe me the honor is all ours so uh, and boris you were on episode three do you want to know who 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 beat you into episode two spot i'm sorry to say that again so on episode two we used a different artist and then we used you on episode three do you want to know who was on episode two who got between you Yes. Yeah. Yes. The uh, the the Glebe brothers, Matt and Mick Glebe. I don't know if you've seen any of their work. If um, I but, have, I, I can't say that I I recognise it. No. Yeah, it's astonishing. They've done an awful lot of um, Marvel trading card work in the last, I guess, five years, Norin. Oh, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So they're kind of very, very current and contemporary um, um, on the on the sketch art side. They do very uh, just incredible uh, pieces of work. So um, um, I'll dr- I'll drop you a link actually, so you can have a look at it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, great. So do you? Um, we're going to go all over the shop here. Do you kind of keep up with current kind of Marvel kind of um, uh, characters? Um, what's happening in trading cards or, you know, with, with the characters or with the universe, um, since honestly, we're, you know, we, um, that was like, we, when we did those cards, we were really super involved in it at that time. And I had, you know, known a lot about Marvel before that, but, um, really, you know, our lives keep us so busy with other things and we just haven't really stayed involved with that, you know, altogether. We still do um, a few commissions here and there for individuals that want paintings of superheroes and it's always fun to revisit that, um, yeah. you know, but 
not really ongoing. And we definitely keep up with the movies that happen. We love the the Marvel movies, and um, but you know the trading cards and that we just and the you know the comic books and all those things we really have not unfortunately. That's right. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, it was something that I did many years ago. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And, and and you know I'm moving different levels you know mm -hmm. of, of art and and so on and so forth yeah. so it's just that I, I I have to confess you know I haven't been really really in touch with the Marvel world yeah it's it would future. be like a part-time job it's a it's a lot of stuff to follow well, and yeah and like with my art too it's like so all right. over the place you know i get right. into the animal thing and the western thing and the you know fantasy and then just portrait or all different kinds of things I you mean, know I'm trying out as, some abstract stuff as now. time goes on also you get a lot of private commissions you yeah. know from different people and so on and so forth and sometimes you know they want Characters, you know, mm -hmm. that come from the marble place, right? And we have to say, no, we can't do that. No, no, we don't do that. We do so. take those questions. <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, that was what I mean. For me, when I first saw your art, I mean, I, I was a lot younger. You know, I first saw the superhero art book of you know Julian Boris, and I saw your work, and that's kind of like what really drew me to those characters. Funny enough, and in our group and on our show, so many of us. In a strange way, it wasn't necessarily the comics that got us into the Marvel world and these superheroes and these stories. It was really you guys. Aww. It was both of you. And well, um, I really yeah. do feel like our art is our art, and it just crosses over. And if they're wearing superhero costumes and following a superhero story, that's just part of our art in my Absolutely. world, you know. And and I, I I mean I can see where. It was a very nice fit because the way we think about the physiques and the action and the power that the people have, you know, it's like really, if you look at our general fantasy art, it's really much like superheroes, but just not with their costumes and their stories. Yes. You know? This is one thing that I have to say, I have to mention this here. Uh, both Julie and myself, for many years, many, many years, we have been involved with bodybuilding. And, you know, really very much into exercising, very much into bodybuilding, and actually in, very much in touch with the professional bodybuilders. Yeah. And, uh, so when it came to do, you know, superheroes, well, we we knew the muscles, we knew the attitude of the people that, you know, so so it was just like a natural thing to get into. Well, yeah. it, it's so funny because my dad was a bodybuilder. Oh, that's cool. And my he won like Mr. Miami in a couple of competitions and stuff. Oh, wow. uh -huh. And uh, he was the one that kind of showed me your book. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So we kind of bonded on seeing the physiques and stuff. And, you know, bodybuilding is such a science and a profession. It's really is a career. It's it's kind of an art form in the sense of, you know, what you have to do to sculpt your own body. It's, it's quite yeah, a lot of it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's a big, it's a big subject. It really is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So how did you, because uh, that was actually going to be one of my first questions, because Julie, I know you used to, did you used to do bodybuilding professionally oh, yeah. at one time? Oh, yeah, I was uh, a national level competitor and um, really enjoyed that world during the time I was involved in it, um, competing. It was just a lot of fun to have that particular structure going on in my life. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've always been a pretty athletic person, but never 
um, I wasn't ever on like a team sport or anything, but I did love things like gymnastics and dance and, you know, things like swimming and diving and that. Oops, sorry. Um, but, uh, hey, boy, tell her to stop. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, it's like it was just uh, the bodybuilding thing just happened in a, a you know, it's like a series of events that led me into that exact thing. But um, once I got into it, it just really kind of like captured, like I, I was just so, um, I don't know, hooked on it really. And uh, I enjoyed the science aspect of it too, you know, studying the nutrition and how, you know, what's the best way to build your muscles. I never, never ever did take any steroids and I'm so grateful that I didn't get into that. Um, I wanted to see how far I could put myself you know, just naturally with nutrition and exercising really hard. And, um, you know, I am somebody who's uh, capable of like pushing myself pretty hard and being very disciplined. But I had to realize that I was like my tolerance for that kind of thing is probably more than it should be. And so it's not healthy for me, <laughs> even without the drugs. It was unhealthy for me to um, keep pursuing it at that level. Just, it's, it's really not a good thing to go too far with something, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what I always heard too. Like my father had friends who was in, who into bodybuilding and they were throwing out their backs and just, oh. just showing too much weight, not being disciplined. Forget about your knees. Yeah. Forget right. about your knees. And yeah, yes. that's what I've always <laughs> heard too. It's, it's really <laughs> tough on the body. That's really amazing yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really but it's cool. it's really it is interesting, and you, you know, you learn like you're capable of way more than you thought you were, and things like that. You, you know, even if you do those things on the physical level, you know, I definitely would say that I apply that in my painting. There are times when I'm working on a painting, and I just have to like I know like okay, this feels like it could be impossible to finish this painting right now because it's just so much in front of me, and you just have to like just like keep going, keep going, keep going, and it's the same as if you're at the gym and you just on you know well with so, both yeah. of your work the level of endurance that it takes to do these pieces i've seen you both do i mean the detail and the and the patience i mean that that's it's just so admirable and really wonderful really wonderful all, yeah it's really really so much part of our life yeah. i think what's really interesting you know the thing what we julie was talking about the bodybuilding connection um we had people that were Mr. Universe, Miss Universe, you know, and were were known bodybuilders come to model for us. Wow. And it was really interesting because it wasn't just, you know, American people that were, you know, Mr. America and so on. But we had we got people from, from Europe coming wow. here, you know, to wow. model for us. And that to be in, you know, a lot of the sets and so on and so forth. You wow. know, it really something that it was very passionate for us yeah yeah amazing we, we actually have a mutual acquaintance on that front um a gentleman by the name of pat king who oh, yeah. I believe recently uh, did some modeling for you he um um, he and I connected about a year ago, um, and we've got this this kind of strange connection in that he he was in, uh, you know, the Marvel Universe live tours 
uh, that go that tour around to their live shows. And he played Wolverine in the first yes. one of those. Um, and I work for a marketing agency that, that promote those shows in the UK. So, <laughs> so we we kind of had this bizarre connection where I was I was selling the show that he was in. He's a great guy, and he came and posed for us recently. Uh, and um, his girlfriend was with him. That's right. Oh. And um, Boris is actually working on a painting right now of him as the Greek. Um, I don't think he's a Greek god, but he was a Greek figure in history. Asclepius. He's uh, like yes, a father of medicine yeah, or something. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so there's a guy that has commissioned us to, or commissioned Boris to do a painting um, that he wants. He's a doctor, and he wanted a painting of yeah. Asclepius, and so Pat is Asclepius there. So it's That's so Boris. cool. Yeah, it's really beautiful, yeah. So I thought I'd give Pat a shout-out on the episode. So, Yay, um, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Pat. Um, so, so going back, so... Boris, so were you? Because you mentioned that you were into the bodybuild. Do you actually did you actually do that yourself, or is it just a just a fitness thing for you, or did you actually compete and train like Julie did? Well, I did bodybuilding, and I was very very faithful about going to the gym, you know, working out regularly and so on for many years. Now, did I enter competition? No, I did not. I didn't have, you know, what Julie had <laughs> genetics for it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I look like somebody who worked out and people would notice that. Mm. But I was not really competition level, yeah. I have to say. I have to admit that. And uh, so still, you know, it was even better for me that I didn't go completely into it that way. Because let's face it, you know, I'm an artist and I have always been an artist. I started working professionally as an artist when I was about 16 years old Oh wow! in South America. And, uh, and I came here to the United States precisely because I wanted to be an artist here. And uh, it was, it, it actually was something that was really, really magnificent because I came to the United States when I was 23 years old in 1964. And, uh, I didn't speak the language, I didn't know anybody, I didn't even have a place to stay. And within, th within three weeks, I had a job. Wow. And, uh, and I was doing art. So it, was, it, it worked really wonderfully. Wow. So, but that was really my thing, you know, it was not bodybuilding. Bodybuilding was something that I, I, I would have liked to be a bodybuilder like a bodybuilder. Yeah. But but it was not there. He started um, training with weights when you were like sixteen or something. That's right. And um, yep. you know, just in when he was in Peru, and he didn't even, you know, he was. Uh, I think he said you had something like a broom with like weights right on the ends <laughs> oh, or yes, something. That's right. Rocks or something. It was actually, it rocks or it what was, was it? it? Was actually, <laughs> it was actually the, the the wheels of a car. Oh, wheels of a car. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and, you know, it was really, really interesting because when I came here, you know, I, I was working already as a professional, and uh, that's how I met Julie. You know, the 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 owner of a gym that I know was a friend of mine called me up on the phone and he said, "You have to see this woman that just won one of my contests. She is magnificent, and you would love working with her." Oh. And, and I figured, you know, let's take a look. 
30 years later, you know, <laughs> here we are. The, the rest, as they say, is history. I love it. That's right. That's so nice. But, but I, 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 have, I have a... Um, uh, a stand-in thing for when I'm lifting stuff. It's it's, it's my four-year-old. She's getting heavy, so uh. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh huh. I know. Yeah. I know. When my kids were little too, that was like, I was like, I always want to be strong enough to have one in each arm. You know. <laughs> I'm sure there are family photos above the mantelpiece of you with like them and their and their friends in each arm. Um, do you um? So, Julie, you mentioned that you were kind of uh, you kind of you weren't new to Marvel when you kind of got your first Marvel work. Can you can you kind of tell me where you first kind of well, connected um, with Marvel? In my previous marriage, my husband, my ex husband was um, he was into it when he was a kid, I guess, or I don't know when in his life. But at one point, he came across um, a series that. Um, I'm trying to think of it was an Avengers on the moon. It was really a very cool thing. And he just happened to we were at a store one day and he just found this just saw it and he was like, Hey, we haven't looked at comic books in so long and he picked it up and he just really um really got into the story and so I started reading it. And so I I was reading it when he you know, I was studying art in college and everything at that time and uh started to recognize like this art is really art you know and it's really good and so i would you know like copy the comic books and draw figures from the comics and then i got a book the book called how to draw the marvel way and all that, you know? <laughs> oh yeah i think i've got it here <laughs> it's such a good book. it really is excellent it really has so many good things to learn in there it's a, it's a great book and it's timeless i think it's good for any artist no matter what kind of art you're aspiring to do but um anyway it was you know it was just a neat thing and i i really did get into a lot of the comics at that time um so yeah i knew enough about the marvel world that when it you know um actually what happened to begin with is that i wasn't really knowing that i was going to be doing anything like what i did i went um to marvel to meet I uh, can't remember the guy, his name, the famous, like the big shot at the time. Oh, well, anyway, um, he uh, he was the editor, one of the editors there. And um, he thought he saw my work that I had done for like video game covers and things like that. And he said, you know, it'd be great if you would do like, how, be, how about if you do Conan, you know, because um, at the time they had Conan comics. So I did a couple of those. And one of the ones that I did, I was kind of messing around with this technique of painting metal. And um, I had seen the work of Soriyama, you know, and yes. So I did this painting of Conan with this metallic, like a chrome horse kind of thing that was like running over him. And um, they were just really impressed with that. And so that led to them saying, hey, we have this trading card thing that we're going to start doing. And it would be great. Maybe you could do an Iron Man. I think Iron Man was the first one that they had me do. And then a Silver Surfer and a Colossus. So they had those three that had the metal, you know, um, thing as the theme there. And so that kind of was my first foot in the door with it. And I was just super excited to be involved with Marvel. Um, I just always love, I love the idea of Marvel as an institution um, before, like long before any of that ever took place when I was, uh, before I was even anywhere close to working professionally as an artist, I worked at a little newspaper in Marquette, Michigan, 
as um, a secretary, basically, but also I would do some artwork for them here and there. It was in their advertising department. And um, so one of the things is that you could make phone calls to anywhere. At that time, long distance calling was kind of expensive and a big deal. And so, but I would just sometimes have nothing to do. And so I literally, I called up the offices of Marvel and and I was like, why? Is the blue is the beast blue and furry now? And he didn't used to be. Why did he get blue and furry? <laughs> the <laughs> questions that keep us up at night, really. It was the answer. It was like some I asked for somebody in the editorial department, you know, because I said I have a question about one of your characters, <laughs> so they connected me. And so um, the guy was like, "Well, I guess he just uh, mutated further or something. I don't know." So he wasn't really sure. But anyway, it just I just like the idea of being connected with Marvel somehow. I just thought it was a neat thing. So that's so cool. That's that awesome. Is Marvel that's story. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I absolutely love that. That's amazing. Well, it's funny that you, you know, both of your work, both of you have this storytelling component to the work. And when we spoke to Simone Bianchi, who is part of the Marvel Masterpiece uh, 2018 set, who did the whole set similar to what you have both done for 96, we were talking about how each portrayal of every portrait of a character every moment you capture in a frame of a character seemed to have this momentum of a story that was behind it and i think for a lot of us collectors when we look at both your work um you know there seems to be this whole before and after and then you capture the moment it's just it's fantastic and that's the thing i always remember from the set you know um like like my favorite character, Silver Surfer, and you know Boris and you. He's such a good character. He's so deep. That's the thing. I mean, he has so much yeah. story. It's just in his eyes, right? I that's but see, both of you've done that for him. I feel like I feel like both of you capture the personality of the characters rather than just simply mm. portraying the characters. You know, and for for when we talk about this stuff in on the show and with our other collector friends and all this other stuff, I think that's the thing that really connect us emotionally to the work of the art. Right. And then I've seen both of your work throughout your careers and I've, I've kept up with you both because I'm just so fascinated by the movements. Right. And that kind of lighting, I mean, lighting for both of you is just phenomenal. I mean, it's just miraculous how you, how you portray light. Well, thank you so much. We yeah. talk, do think about <laughs> Yeah, but I was going to say that you know that it's, it's something that really, when you are an artist, you are not just an artist. You have a specialty. You have things, you know, and, and you go in a certain direction with your art, and it's it's not something that just happens. It has to fit your personality. It has to fit the the audience, you know, and and you select what area you want to go into, you know, what area of art you want to go into. And and then hope that that you know audience is going to go for what you're doing. So, well, another thing also about the when you're talking about the lighting, um, it makes me think of that we both also were we still are like you know we're interested in photography a lot and like Boris was talking about the bodybuilders that would come to pose for us and other models too you know and um, you know uh, we would do photography just as photography a lot. And I, and it's like when you're thinking of, you know, painting and photography, it's like they, 
they really inform each other. You know, if you're if you're shooting photographs and you also paint, you're going to shoot your photographs in a, probably a different way than someone who just does photography and doesn't paint. I would imagine. I I, mean, I would love to see a book. I don't know if there is. I, I'm sorry if there is already, but yeah. to see that. I mean, I can imagine for you guys, both there of you must. Are- yeah, Boris's photography, but there's not a yeah. both of oh, us, yes. but yeah. But, but yeah, I think like the comparison, like the juxtaposition between your photos and what comes mm-hmm. to the thing, I think I've seen a couple examples of that, but great, great, great. I think... Would, well, I guess a question for you, which I thought, would I, which I question I had listed was, was there every moment where you took a photo and you were like, oh, I really love this photo, <laughs> this oh, photo, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I can imagine it becomes more than just referential. Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. What were you saying? No, because I can imagine the photo becomes more than referential, especially with how you set up your studio, with how you do your lighting, with what you're trying to capture. So I guess my question would be when you are capturing these photos, what what moment do you – how do you know when you got the photo? Is it later when you're looking at the negatives or you're looking at the prints or when you're there, you take and you're like, I don't know. That felt good. I feel like it's that did it. <laughs> Honestly, it's all of those. And the thing is that I, I personally really like um, – when I have a model, it depends on the model and how much they trust themselves really to just kind of express their own self through movement. But, um, you know, when a model can just really inspire me by something that I didn't expect is really very cool. But another thing that happens is that, you know, we have photos that we've taken over all these years and we keep them all and we keep them all very safe. And we, you know, look over things from years past, like right now I'm starting a a new painting that I'm using a photo that was probably shot in the mid nineties. And I never really appreciated the the photo at that time. I think it's just one of these things that's like, there's a quality to it that I'm seeing now. That's who I am now. That's connecting to that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, I always thought, okay, it looks really good, but it's not quite it, you know, because I had a different goal at that time. I had a different energy in my work. So uh, it's really, it's really awesome. Yeah. And I, now the thing is that you you approach the things also in, in different ways. You know, you're thinking, you're talking about the Marvel masterpieces, you know, it's not like, like all of a sudden we decided we are going to do that, you know, they call us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. We have this set that we want you to work at. And we have to really, really study each character. And then we work on the sketches without the model, with rough sketches, you know, rough pencil sketches. And based on those sketches, we decide who we're going to use as a model. And then start with that pose. Wow. From there. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, you do a sketch and then you get your model and then they do something that's a hundred times better and you're like, Oh, okay. Sorry. Right. I didn't know that's where it was going. So yeah. It's like a springboard. So, right. Yeah. It's not no. a simple thing. It becomes very complicated, you know, very involved, but you get used to it. Yeah. And, then and I'm sure. It, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's very organic you're too. It is organic. Yeah. You right. just learn to flow with it. And if you fight it, then you're losing something really precious. So Absolutely. you learn to just not struggle that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's interesting to me because I was, I was going to ask, it, it kind of relates to it. So when you're, when you're, when you're called by Marvel to do that full set, because I know you'd done some work uh, before for them, Julie, on on, on mm-hmm. some other sets. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got this 100 card set 
Um, I would imagine that's over 100 images because there's some inserts as well. So, you know, what what kind of process is that? I know when we, we referenced that we spoke to Simone and he spent 15 months solidly working on 140 pieces, I believe I it was. I think you're right. Um, and um, obviously he, he's different. There's two of you. Um, so how did how do you... Can you think back to how you approach that? You know, what, I imagine it's standing at the base of a mountain thinking, yes, okay, how am I going to get up there? And you, you know, can't look at the top. You look right in front of you. And yeah. the thing is that they did divide the characters. They they said, Boris, we would like you to do these, and Julie, we would like you to do these. Oh, so they, they were the ones who chose who did what. Absolutely. Um, and some of them, you know, they had us each do different versions of, you know, different of the same character. So to make it interesting, I, I mean, I think it is interesting to see, like, how Boris would do, you know, this one. You know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and then once we had our whole list, uh, I think, we, you know, I'm really not remembering how did we just like the basic, like you're saying, the start of it now. If somebody were to come to me with that now, <laughs> the process of breaking it down and figuring out, okay, how am I going to start? Because you got to just like, you got to start create some kind of system and then yeah. you got to start somewhere and don't, you know, Boris actually did work pretty different from the way I did because I, I'm somebody who is so insecure about not finishing on time and that kind of thing that um, I would be terrified and never sleep at night if I wasn't staying <laughs> on my schedule. So from the, my own self-preservation, I have to keep up with what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. But Boris has much easier conscience on that stuff. And so he, <laughs> he really... Um, I was I was really worried. Like, how is he going to catch up? Because he didn't work on it for quite a while. He did some to begin with, and then he didn't work on it for a pretty good long time. And I was like, he I don't know what he's going to do. I have no idea how he's going to finish this, and maybe I'll have to jump in and help him at the end or whatever. And all of a sudden, he just, boom, he just put them all out all at one time. It was just crazy, and they were fantastic. Wow. <laughs> so it wasn't like he did well, you know, study I mean, work because it was fast. It was just no, famous. you would never. No, yeah, that's no, amazing. Great. You know yourself. You know, you know, you know, you know what is that makes you work better. In mm. fact, if I have too much time for something, you know, I I really really don't think I do my best. Yeah, I think you know I I think about it. I think about it. I do work on the sketches and so on and so forth. I get it ready, and then when finally you know I start painting. Then it moves. It moves. It's but ready. All this it's ready time to be born. Really meditation, yeah. the whole the whole process. Right. Wow, that's so fascinating how you both work in such different ways. Do you so this is this is a crazy question, but I'm just wondering, do you both work in the same studio space or you have separate studio spaces? <laughs> it's the same room, but it is divided into Absolutely. two two very distinct uh, places. We have a we have a room in our house that is set as a studio. Yeah. And we share that room. So we are together 24 hours a day in the house, and we are half of that at least at the studio. Yeah. So what the thing is that we are so 100% compatible. That is unbelievable. It's true. Yeah, I mean, this whole quarantine thing is like, you know, <laughs> as far as that Not facing you whatsoever. House, for us, yeah. you know, in that particular way. And I mean, yeah. it's, it's not that we agree on everything. We don't. Mm -mm. But if we don't agree on something, we accept that, you know, you have the right to your own opinion. I have the right to mine. And you do your thing and I do mine. Yeah. 
you know, and that's that's that. That's that's actually really we have been together for more than thirty years, and thirty years every day of the week, twenty four hours a day. Well, I mean, taking it a little every second. <laughs> we just don't leave each other. <laughs> but, you know, no, I understand. Yeah, my wife and I are the same way. I work for us. Yeah, that's really nice. So on on the um on when you were when you were working on it because I, I find it fascinating that Boris you kind of let it develop inside you and I, I I'm the same if I've got too much time to do something I often find I, I I won't start it or I might start it and then go away and then I'll come back and I feel yeah. like I'll do something yeah. yeah but I feel like I'll work better if I do it uh, uh, at once and I'm 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 someone who often you know if I do if I do create something whatever it may be it will be a almost almost a one take without much editing mm-hmm. because I'll have I'll have thought about it before I actually start doing it but do you do, were you doing do you kind of finish one piece and start another or have you got more than one going on at the same time in different stages of 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 development can you kind of jump from each like that or would you have this to finish very, one before you start to do it this is very interesting because julie is usually working and and half a dozen pieces at least at least wow. and 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 she usually jumps from one to another to another to another and works on all of them you know she doesn't waste time if she is done for that day with that particular piece you know goes on to the next and continues working for the whole day i don't do it that way <laughs> To me, is I'm working on one piece, and if that is as far as I can do, if at two o'clock in the afternoon is as far as I can go on that piece for that day, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's smart, though. I mean, I yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's fascinating. I, you have to, like you said before, which is both of you are so inspirational. Um, like you said before. As an artist, you figure out your momentum, you figure out your pattern, you figure out your pacing, your rhythm, right? right? And and being an artist is not compromising your discipline, but also being super aware of where you are mentally, so you can kind of give. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what I'm thinking about it as you're talking, you know, that actually it works the way our style of working works for each one of us. You know, mm-hmm. if I have too many things to do at the same time, you know, it, I, it takes me longer. Mm. I think that we both, um, well, I know that I have a definite, um, like, ADHD kind of thing, but <laughs> something that I use as a superpower rather than a problem. Because <laughs> 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 you know how to structure your ADHD and it's not too much for you to handle. You know, it could be, like, overwhelming, but um, it's at a level where I... I can, I can, I, it helps me to be able to jump from one thing to another um, in a good way. And Boris has a different, you know, way of his brain, you know, that it's happiest and the way that it's, it functions the best. So, um, and, yeah. and you know, the thing is that there is not to say this is better than the other. You know, obviously, we're both very successful, we, do, we both have the work done. And we both do work that is yeah. really, really good. Yeah. And they had going, you know, on to history. <laughs> yeah, it really, really. really has. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, being in this hobby and, you know, having other interests outside of this, like Ian does and we both do, I think what's really fascinating is that 
for me, and not to say there, you know, what's the definition of good art or anything. There's no real definition. What you're into is what you're into. The pieces are pieces. They have emotion to them, things like that. But for me, though, what I what I care, it's what I carry from the piece. Right. It's what I take from the piece and store inside of me. And I think that that has always been my relationship with seeing pieces and art. You know, it's this kind of absorption, right? This absorbing that happens when you interact with a piece. And I think that's, that's what's, yeah, it's, it's really what's made this hobby a lot better for us looking at your work. Um, and it really, it really does. It really touches all of us. And, you know, obviously, you know, we all thank you for those, for those wonderful things, you know, just to put that out there. We really appreciate it because, you know, we've spoken to other artists, Dave DeVries, Simone Bianchi, other sketch card artists and other people who've worked on these massive sets as well. And the continuous factor of why they, are so great is because they've put in real personality into them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's really mirrored reflections, really beautiful, wonderful stuff. Communication is, right. is really part of the drive and it's really, um, you know, I don't know, both of us have had a lot of different experiences in our lives that have been fairly parallel, even though we come from very different worlds and we're different ages and everything. But, um, but it's interesting that for both of us, the whole, concept of empowerment of someone is very important to each one of us and um and i think that that's a lot of what's that feeling that you're describing that we we want to communicate to other people we want to give that you know if i could give anything out to the so yeah and i i definitely see that in the work of you know dave devries and simone bianchi and that you know it's, it's like it really you know that whole thing of communicating like my personal wish for everybody you know is just a wonderful aspect of being an artist it really it's very fulfilling when i see it happening and you know the the art is not just a job it's not just a commission that we get it's who we are mm-hmm. you yeah. know it's what we come up it's part of us that comes out with it and it means that much to us yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because it, one thing that that you mentioned there, Norin, is when you go back and you look at pieces. When we were um, we were both doing our homework for, for for talking to you today, I think we've both got a copy of this. Um, oh, God, I love that book. Right, right, right. <laughs> which um, which I only got this last year, um, although I've had the card set for longer. And what I loved about see, looking through here is that I saw a lot of the pieces in a larger format. I saw them without the overlay of the. Um, the title or the or the right. logos that were on the final right. cards, and actually it was, and it's the it's the same with with movies. The movie Scarface, for example, when I first saw it, I didn't like it, but then I saw it about ten years later, and I absolutely loved it, and I kind of clicked. And it's yeah. so it's about when you mentioned earlier about going back to a photo that you might have had for twenty years, mm. and you look at it, and now it kind of clicks, and it 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 starts a journey for you. It's a similar thing with, I, I guess, with any viewer of any anything. It's like when I'm looking at some of these pieces in here, I, I see a different story in them now, or I see more of the story that maybe was intended, or maybe it's something I'm projecting onto it. I don't know. but um, And as a result, I made copious notes about, about some of the work. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be able to go for it. But, yeah. It makes me happy that it would touch you that way, you know, and that you would like see your own life's journey in whatever art you're seeing in, you know, in that or any other art. I mean, that's really, 
it's just a it's a wonderful thing to be able to to have and to be part of that you know so yeah uh, we appreciate it i mean i remember uh so you know everyone takes for granted now but there were tons of there's tons of superhero stuff you go to a barnes noble and you can see every superhero you can have yeah. rows and rows of superhero things but when i was younger and looking for superhero stuff it wasn't only the comics and sequential art which i'm a huge fan of sequential art um but when i would go and look for marvel things or things with superheroes or you know things that you know younger kid would enjoy and you know seeing these stories and levels of empathy and and are just you know good, good characters i would come across titans and all of a sudden i'm looking at these pieces and it's this impact right is this really big beautiful impact and i think what's really cool in terms of card series is that there's an insert set in the 1996 marvel masterpiece that you both worked on called the double impact set and those cards don't have the font or the logo on them and they are you know really sought out by collectors and they're probably some of the most expensive pieces and sought out pieces in all of our hobby they're kind of like a benchmark you know they're they're called they're basically considered grails yes yes so they're basically grail pieces for us and i think the reason they are that way is because there is nothing just like the rest of the set nothing's inhibiting the art right it's there it's in a smaller format and i think there's also like a tangible thing that happens with card art at least you know just just to give you our perspective on that because your pieces you work on such big formats and i can you know only certain people get to have that kind of impact with an original piece especially at scale right yeah but for everyone to have like that tangible thing where you're like oh my gosh look i get to enjoy this now and my <laughs> my quiet little collector's corner um <laughs> i think i think what's really fascinating about the set you worked on is that because that artwork demanded so much of that frame and so much of that space not having anything inhibit that art was really monumental to the success of the set i think it's you know because we are artists we don't do art as a job right it's who we are and we put it into what we do and so what people see, you know, of our paintings is just much, much more than a job. Yeah. It's actually really part of who we are, a big part of who we are. Yeah. So and I think a lot I'm of us here you know, that, it, that it really shows. Yeah, it really does. It's really cool. Well, the um, one of the um, I've, I've uh, I made all these notes. I'm not going to go through them all. But the, the one thing that came up time and time again is that. It, it's not in every piece, but there are some pieces, especially in the uh, females that you drew, Julie, where where the character is looking directly at you, the viewer. And it's interesting that in some of them, I've written down um, <laughs> one of them, uh, Silver Sable, is looking directly at the viewer as if to say f you come on then you know come, come, you know <laughs> like, but, but, <laughs> yeah but the, but the, but that's the thing there is attitude there is confidence there um in in every single piece um but the the one that contrasted for me because i'm i'm a um my character norin is a big silver surf fan i'm a uh, black cat is my oh, kind yeah. of um uh fan uh but spider-man was the one i always gr- grew up with and there's the piece that you did julie of um, in fact, I'll hold it up. I'm sure you know it because you oh, created yeah. it. But this one, and and I looked at that, and I kind of looked at it, and just the fact that one of his eyes 
And for those listening, by the way, uh, what we always do is we put up um, images to go alongside the episode so that we put them on our Facebook group so people can listen and, and look at that as well. Um, what You can only see one of his eyes. And I've just made some notes. I said, uh, one eye visible, looks weary, perhaps a little anxious, but determined, almost resigned to his duty. I've just written yeah, captures his struggle. And it's just, it, I just, you just get that from just from that one eye that you're seeing. Because he's like, you know. Yeah. He's a little sweaty looking, I think. Because that I love that. hot, right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I would think so. Well, it's funny that you brought up Silver Sable. Because when you compare Silver Sable, which is, you know, the one Julie did. And then Crystal, which is the one you did, Boris. Oh, where yeah. it's, yeah, where she's like, holding, ah. Like, when you see, both of you capture the personality of these characters. But then... It's not like your styles are like totally different because they are they are different. Like I can, I recognize the Boris piece when I see it. I recognize the Bell piece when mm-hmm. I see it. But when you put them side to side, they do have this such this beautiful complementary uniqueness to them. Yeah. Especially with two female characters like that doing that kind of disdain, that kind of focused and determined kind of look. Yeah, it's just such a such a great example, Ian. Those those are great pieces. Really yeah. beautiful pieces. One thing that I I mean, even before I knew Boris, um and you know, especially when I think like in the meantime anyway, I, the way that he portrays women is also very uh powerful. You know, he mm. really doesn't, you know, portray women as brainless, you know, pretty girls that are just, you know, Toys or something, and I and I really appreciate, you know, not just appreciate, but I love it that he, you know, that's how he sees women. That's what he likes to see in a woman. You know, he wants to see a woman's own power and strength, and then that's what comes across in the paintings, whether they have muscles or not. It's not no, about yeah. no, it's not the muscles. It's it's no. the the spirit it's the of it, right? Spirit. It's that essence. Yeah. yeah. And, and in the comic book world, you know, it's true. In the comic book world, there's a lot of misogyny and a lot of sexism and all that other stuff. It's, it's just a fact, unfortunately, as, as horrible as that is. And I think that is 100% true, right? These char- female characters, at least for me as a collector, when I see a, a card of a female character, I want to see the, the power. I want to see the uh, vulnerability, power, determination, yeah. all the things that other male superhero characters have too. I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah, because they're people. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, as yeah. bizarre as that is to say, as to have to say, unfortunately. But, you know, they're people. And it's, I do 100% agree, both of you, with all of your characters, even villains, which I, you know, just to segue a little bit. There always this complicate. There's this complication. There's this complexity mm-hmm. within the characters, and I, yeah, yeah. It's just, just really interesting, yeah. really fascinating, and beautiful. Yeah. Do you, um, uh, uh, Boris? You kind of mentioned this because you know because this isn't work for you because you're you're artists. So, and and one of the one of the one of the notes I had to to ask you is uh, I remember um, a couple of years back on the BBC in the UK there was a um, a series called What Do Artists Do All Day? Mm. And it literally did follow I think six different artists in six different mediums um, to find out how you know how they spent their day and you know what they filled their time with and whether there was a, a start and a stop of the work as it were and whether they you know in in time off. You know how how do you you know because you live there, your studio's there, you know, is there a, a dividing line between I'm going to use the word work, but I know that's probably not how you view it. You know, work and not working. You know, how? how what is your typical day? I guess. 
No, I wouldn't say actually, really, honestly, I couldn't say there is a divide of the line. Mm-hmm. It's actually really all part of when I'm working there, it's, it's just part of who I am. It's yeah. part of Boris. Boris is that. Yeah, it really is and the whole day. Is absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, in a good way. I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah, no, you know, but it, it, it's, it's actually really one of the things that I really think works so well for us is that we are together. Mm. You know, I many years ago, I, I was married before to somebody else, and it was really hard. I worked by myself. And it was much, much harder to just get what I wanted to do the way I wanted to do it. I mean, the, the way it is right now, it just flows. Mm. It really flows. It's just part of just being. Mm. So it just comes as a very, very completely, 100% natural thing. Wow. So. We, we um, you know, we have our dogs and our dogs, uh, you know, because of them, we go out and walk our dogs every day. And, <laughs> and, so, and you know, we do certain things that we we um, have as part of our routine. But I really would say that the day is just about always structured around something to do with our art or the business of our art. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our website, which, you know, we have prints and things like that. And so there's a business there. And then there's also just talking to clients and whatever. And so um, it's, it's just it's really a, like if we want to take time away from it, it's difficult to do that unless we yeah. actually town you know um we at one time we thought you know let's get a studio outside the house so that we can have that dividing line and so we got a studio um we found this really cool place it was thing is that it took about 20 minutes to get there which is really no big deal you know so people commute for really long time (laughs) but for us 20 minutes just we hardly ever went there it was nuts and so we were like we're just so comfortable at home we have our studio at home Mm -hmm. and it just didn't we just were like we don't have to do that it's fine to just have our lives mixed together we we have two you know the floors of our house the upstairs we really don't do our artwork upstairs very much so in a way when we go upstairs you know that's kind of where we're not working but um but when we're at home it's really like our whole house is kind of in some way every room is practically devoted to our our, our art or the business of our art in some way that's, that's wonderful nice. and it even was- when I'm walking the dogs honestly when i'm walking we, we, we alternate days because um, I walk a longer walk than Boris does. But I, while I'm walking, I am just constantly thinking about my art. So I'm developing things in my mind and I'm letting nature come in and just filter through my head and you know, like talking to trees and whatever. <laughs> so no, like, that, that's how know. I am, too, though. That's how yeah. I am, too. For like my, my other stuff, I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. She actually comes back from her walks with the dogs and she has pictures mm-hmm. of the ground. Oh, cool. Just the ground by itself is saying a lot. Yeah. And it's amazing. You know, when she shows me the pictures, it's like, oh, man, I can't believe that. It's just like how it's it's already a picture right there. It's so funny. Like, seriously, the more you do that kind of thing, the more more it just comes to life. And it, like, you really start to feel like certain, like, knot holes in trees and things become your friends. It's kind of (laughs) weird. That's so cool, though. (laughs) Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. she sees, and there it is. Yeah, 
I don't really, happen. I don't, I'm not letting myself go so far as to be believed. So don't worry about me. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's right. I'm losing Julie, everybody. It's okay. <laughs> for, for me, it's about you know. It it sounds like you know. It's it's being open to it. It's being yeah. open to to, to experience it. that and let that come in. I guess that is exactly it. I I just recently. Um, did a painting that, um, if anybody's seen it, that had all these, it was called Trend, um, Transcendent Migration or something like that. And it yes. was, it had these snow geese in it. Um, there were, there's a snow, the snow goose, they have every year, I guess, I never noticed it until this year. I've been living here for over 30 years and I have never once seen snow geese having their migration until this year and all of a sudden i became aware of them and they were just like filling the sky and i um was out walking one day and these snow geese had just landed in this big cornfield that was around where i was standing and it was like the most amazing experience i really felt so swept up in it and i just felt exactly what you were just saying ian about being open to it and i just felt like i'm just gonna stand here and allow myself to just be completely open like if i was made out of a wire mesh or something and this is just like i'm in it and just well, that I... happened to me and it was so powerful and so when i came home i just started that painting and it just happened like so fast well it's it's crazy because i'm looking at the painting now and our viewers will see it and, and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but talking about being open to experience you've you've placed your well the character yeah. the persona the speaker in the arms of that of, of that of that creature right yeah. even as the creature's coming wrong looking over your shoulder and having right. that just i mean you can see that embrace literally happening in the piece mm. thank you um, yeah yeah no 100% and like your use of foreground middle ground background i mean you're swept up in this piece there's a very nice divide there and i love the compliment i love the blue and the gold sky and then her gold arm and dark arm i mean what a cool way to separate that space so but also to include her in there yeah. i mean it's it's layered beautifully i mean and, absolutely gorgeous yeah sorry. yeah I mean, it's almost like she's kind of becoming that you know but she's well, still skirt, her, right you know? that, yeah. that that dress yeah. well that, that yeah, essence that of her. In her yeah yeah that kind of fla- that kind of bellows into the cloud shape that's behind right. her and yeah, yeah it's, well, it's funny because I was looking at, I hate to say this, Wikipedia, and uh, <laughs> I was looking at your influences because that's something that fascinates me to no end. Yeah. Um, I actually how, don't write what's in there, so just keep in mind. <laughs> I won't look at them. You know what? I'm disregarding it. I have nothing to do with that. But the piece, the only thing that was really interesting to me were the two artists mentioned, which was, I'm going to butcher this. Alpine hose and mucha. I'm gonna butcher that. Um, and NC. Um, I have a speech impediment and I can't spell very well. <laughs> so um, looking at these two artists, I can see how those kind of organic shapes, like especially Julian, your work when you have those spirals and yeah. you have shapes, those natural shapes that kind of come from the work. I mean, it's so tough, especially being what you are as an artist with realism, fantasy, and that kind of divide branching in those two 
ideas, right? Those kind of spiritual essence kind of spirals into the realism of the piece as well. It's such a delicate balance. I'm so fascinated by that. Well, I, I feel like the spiral, I'm glad you noticed that because the spiral is something that I think about a lot. And it's not necessarily even a like a cerebral thinking. It's just like, that's just what I feel, you wow, know? Wow. And when I look around at everything, I'm just like, spirals is where it's at. <laughs> I just think they got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's something that's actually part of nature. I mean, I know like there is a spiral of DNA and whatever, but it's like, it just feels like everything seems to kind of be that. And, um, mm. and so when I'm painting and I think it also like, this is, I love dance and movement. And like I mentioned before, I studied a lot of dance and, and it's like that kind of movement is something that I just genuinely feel when I'm painting. And especially in the beginning stages, you know, when I'm just putting it down, I'm letting that stuff come through me and happen that way on the canvas. And then I let it dry. And then I come back and apply a more, cerebral discipline discipline to it afterwards so that i get that initial energy in there to begin with that's ah, fascinating like this invisible force that you're capturing it's it's very cool it's amazing it's <laughs> oh, just totally amazing <laughs> now both both of you are godsends so the um because i i was going to ask about because i noticed you're you're much more into the wildlife uh, work at the moment, Julian. That that's been certainly what I've seen on your um, Instagram feed uh, most recently. Of the pieces that you've worked on, I think there was one recently. Uh, forgive me if I've, I've, I'm remembering the wrong one, but there, there was there was one with a tiger in it, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Although although I must I must be careful because Joe Jusco is also posting a lot of <laughs> imagery <laughs> of his Conan work, and he of course does a very oh, yeah. similar thing with his his uh, uh, wildlife and his his yeah. creatures that he does in those yeah. paintings. That he's doing for the Edgar Rice Burroughs series, and I remember one of them just just evoked for me the um, the, it was a tiger, um, and you'll know the piece better than me because obviously you created it, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> but the um, have you seen the film, the movie? Um, oh, was it Red Dragon, uh, the Thomas Harris one? So the Hannibal Lecter. Uh, one and there's a character who's blind and she's taken into a room where there's a tiger and it's alive <laughs> but it's been it's been so this is not going to go sinister uh, but it's been it's been uh, sedated so it's it's kind of asleep and she goes in there and it's kind of a surprise for her and she goes in and she's she's able to touch the tiger and feel the fur and mm. put her head to its chest and listen to it and, yeah. and something about the 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 the, it was beautifully filmed. It's um, a Michael Mann uh, adaptation, the first movie that was ad adapted of that story, um, and it's just the the way that that scene is 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 uh, created and and feels okay. reminded me a lot of that tiger piece that that you did. It just kind of connected with me to that. Are you thinking, now, are you thinking of the one of a woman and and she's with a jaguar? It, it may well be. Apologies. But it's so it's like one of the... a single figure of a woman kneeling, and then there's a big, big cat next to her. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, I think yeah. that's the one. Yeah, I think yeah, that's the I one. I did one with a bunch of tigers together, but there was no figure in there of a person. Yes, yes. Like, yeah. Ah, okay. Is it emer Emerald Eyes is the one I'm looking at at the moment. Oh, Emerald Eyes. Uh, so that's a tiger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. That's wow. small. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. That's the one. And it well, just... Um, I love animals. So, I mean, I, I honestly, and humans are part of that because it's like we're all animals and um i just love you know that spirit of life that comes in into each creature it's just um to me that's just 
so touching, you know, and like when I see this tiger and his eyes and, you know, I take, I spend a lot of time taking photographs going, unfortunately, it's all mostly going to be in the zoo because that's where I get to see tigers, you know, but <laughs> I was going to ask, I was like, Julie, are you bringing these things into the studio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't really like the idea of having wild animals in our home. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, I was here and there, but they're, they're tame, you know, so. <laughs> they're buddies. Um, yeah. well, I think, and what Ian was talking about, which I find so fascinating is both of you, both of you. Now I'm, I'm looking at both everyone, everyone's work here. So Scarlet and Fuchsia, your piece, Julie, Yeah. the, the flamingos and the woman. I love how you mirrored the back of that woman to the flamingo's necks and those curves kind of fall throughout the whole piece. So fascinating. That was a random thing I just said. I'm so sorry. Cool. Back uh -huh. to what I'm actually going to say. So I saw it and I was like, oh, that looks so cool. Yeah, um, the kitchen, the rhythm there. Yeah, the rhythm. I love that. Um, uh -huh. Both you have amazing detail eyes for, I mean, not detail eyes. It's, it's texture. Mm. When I look at both of your work, I... Like even in the muscles of the guys or women, like I feel, I feel those, yeah. you know, what I, mean? I feel the structure of that body and it's very much the same for the animals, especially with what Ian was, was saying about with the fur and stuff like that. Right. Like you, mm. the King's uh, scepter is another one where, you know, the, the gorilla has that kind of amazing lush to yeah. that, to that hair. And in Morris's piece, I feel like these characters because of the way you have that shine right that lighting it that body and that fabric and that kind of textures even in dragons and everything else that you do which is heavily fantasy you i mean it's there it's textual right mm -hmm. and i think that's just so interesting how you both do that is well, that yeah definitely it's very that, conscious yeah it's definitely conscious you know it's really part of what you're saying with the painting you know, I'm just right now, I'm working on a painting that is supposed to be a fictitious character. And it has just a, just a basic background, you know. I mean, it, you know, Judy was talking about Esculapius. And uh, just working on the background itself, it's just so wonderful to be able to just create, you know, at, at something that doesn't exist. Mm. Oh, I mean, your imagination's crazy cool. I mean, it's so amazing. The whole scene. Wow. And it's just, it, it's, it's just, just to, to study that, you know, for me, I'm doing it, but I'm studying at the same time, you know. I'm trying to figure out how does that happen? Mm. You know, why does it happen? And where am I going to go with it? Well, and, then so fascinating because I have a question about that. So for the piece emerging, which you have on your website, um, the I, I believe it's called emerging, right? Yeah, it's the woman who's standing there and she has this kind of like two piece bikini of like, I don't know what the texture is, but just fascinating. She's kind of like not in these bubbles, but this like dragon goo or whatever. It's very cool. Yeah. It has like bubbles in it and stuff like that. You know, which Where did you get the inspiration for that texture? Like, because all this stuff is so otherworldly that you that you create. I'm just so fascinated by like the inspiration like for that. That happens. You don't even really decide I'm going to do it this way. It happens. 
and it goes in a certain direction and you make it work even more so that way. Really interesting because, I mean, this is what I was talking about, the background of the painting that I'm working on right now, is that, you know, it's supposed to be something, but it's, it happens in a certain it happens in a certain way. And you follow that and you follow it and you make it more so. But it's happening as you're doing it, yeah. not beforehand. And then wow. you see a little thing that's working and yeah. then you just start to riff on you're like, Oh there, okay, yeah, that's, that's right. where we're going. All right. Nice. And you kind of start to pull on that thread. Right. I imagine and it got yeah okay I've got so, it yeah. it's it's interesting when I was looking through the the Titans book um I I made some very notes and this is this is just my notes and there might be I'm not um although I like the art I'm not you know I'm not <laughs> a student of art as it as it were um and I noticed that the, the very subtle differences between your styles and I just kind of just wanted to touch on that because I think I think a lot of our listeners will, will find that quite fascinating to to hear your kind of take on it um and I've just made notes here, just looking at the full-size pictures. So, Boris, I know I noticed that a lot of your pieces had a had a had a smoothness to the to the to the characters and to the skin and a tautness, I guess, okay. to them, especially uh, on the on the male characters, very unwrinkled, bold colours, kind of kind of quite a clean almost um, texture to the smoothness of the muscle because there's strength in every single. Right. Uh, right. form um but and i noticed when i was looking through uh, specifically yours julie is that, that there's there's um a lot more definition and detail in some of the pictures in the sinew sinews the word i i came on <laughs> um it, it just seemed to me the most appropriate word and then i started looking at those details wherever i came across them in in some pictures so for example there's a picture of dr strange mm. where a good half of the picture is his hands he was always one of my favorite characters, by the way. So yeah, I was really yeah. into that. One. Yeah, but it was just the detail of his hands. I was yeah. just, I was just, I just became mesmerized. I mean, I know there's Doctor Strange behind you, and he's doing this thing with the eye of Ashanti, and it's all wonderful. But the hands. <laughs> well, I, when I when I decided, you know, when I was going to do that character, first of all, I was like, yes, I get to do Doctor Strange. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I just thought, all right, I. I, what am I going to do? And then I thought of the concept and then, you know, I just thought, okay, this, I want to make this all about the hands. So I just really like allow myself to just really fall in love with what's happening mm. in the hands and really like, you have to just feel the love for the thing that yeah. you're going to be making the focus of attention in your painting or whatever. And, you know, I mean, they even use that term when, when, I don't know, when I have been, um, Boris and I both uh, would teach at the illustration masterclass every year. And um, I remember the woman who organized, organized it, Rebecca Laville Gay, um, she um, would say to students, you need, you know, like if there was a part of a painting that they needed to work on more, she'd say, you need to give a little more love to this. And I, I always ah, thought, that's nice. great. I mean, I've heard, you know, other people say that, but she's the one that I, I learned those words from for in applying it to that way of thinking about it and it's such a great way to describe what it is that you have to do in order to really bring out um what you want to say with that part of a painting is think about it loving it you know give it love like actual mm. love i love that love that absolutely love that it's amazing um i did have a question that i'm gonna be really upset if i forget to ask so i'm gonna ask <laughs> since we're gonna start bridging bridging over into your work on the marvel and the 96 and all that stuff do you have some favorite pieces 
that you remember fondly or any fun stories from the 96 Marvel set that you have? Like, do you have like a favorite piece where you're like, because for you, you were like, oh, I love Doctor Strange. So the hands, I absolutely love that story, right? Is there anything else that comes to mind for you, Boris or Julie? You know, I tell you what I feel. It's, it's really interesting because recently, last week, actually, I got an email from a fan and he was asking me if I had a favorite painting that I had done, that I had gotten, you know, what I really, really want to get in a painting. And I thought about it and I told him, you know, I don't have a favorite painting. Mm. This painting is my favorite uh. in ways for different reasons, but I don't have one favorite. Well, I, one of the no. ones of yours that I, is one of my favorites is Hawkeye that you did. I love your Hawkeye. Ooh. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, well, this yes. is a, this is a, this is he a good spin like on it. He didn't like my answer. The, this, this, uh, he didn't like your answer. <laughs> he didn't like my answer. Outrageous. Said, okay. okay. I'm just going to rephrase my question. He said, is there something about any painting that you feel was more successful that worked better? Uh, and you can't trap Boris in the corner. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell him, you know, really, I really, really have to tell him what I feel because mm. I really feel that I like, I don't release a painting unless I feel it's successful. Yeah. That's, and that's And that's really the truth. Yeah. So, it's kind of it's kind of like a chef not letting food go out of their kitchen. You just, not perfection. It, just do it yeah. over. Hey, yeah. I, I I put myself into each painting, you know, and there it is. Mm-hmm. I, if 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 for whatever reason I don't like the painting, which hasn't happened, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't release it. I would just yeah. put it away, and that's that. Yeah. But they're all part of you, from, yeah. from what you've said. Yeah, they're all. Exactly. I think about it. I put myself into it, and there it is. That's it. Another one. It's like fascinating. Your personality, right? You. That, you that's that's, that's yeah. it. That makes sense. Well, here's a here's a spin on it then, which we, which we kind of fell into. Julie, you've said one of Boris's favorite pieces that you like. Boris, do you yes. have a piece of Julie's that you're particularly fond of from that from that from that set that you can you can remember or think of? Or is this... I, <laughs> no, I knew he'd say that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> good man. Not good man. To... Stay I, strong. I mean, <laughs> seriously, seriously, I can't. I can't really pick. You know, each one you know has something it's that it true, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I can't say that. Yeah. I really cannot say that and be faithful you know to my thinking yeah well you mentioned earlier about backgrounds boris when we when we were talking briefly about backgrounds i think some of the really cool stuff that happened in the marvel set like the thanos piece where he's kind of in that pose Uh there's no background it's well i mean obviously there's a background but it's just this red that Mm -hmm. kind of fades into blackness at the top Mm -hmm. i mean what a decision right especially when I mean, it just is such a masterful decision. Like it just, it just gets me. I don't know why. I, I, I know why, um, but I don't want to be talking forever. But anyway, I think it was a really cool decision. And I just want to hear a little more from you about like you did that with the human torch as well. You know, when he's, he's completely embellished in f- flame and the background's black, but you can see the viral, the fire spiral in the background. It's just really 
this empty the, negative space. Yeah. Bones. Yeah. On some of them. Really cool. You know, really. it, it, it's, it's, I, I actually let it happen. I really let it happen. I decide, you know, when I'm going to do a painting, I start thinking about, you know, how I want to do it, but then it happens. Wow. Well, there and, were some paintings that you have done as some of the superheroes, as you're mentioning, and also some others um, in your fantasy work and some that were kind of more right. surrealistic, where you, um, yeah, see, this is the one right. he was talking about, where yeah. you, um, where you like this idea of having the figure be all the texture within the painting and the background is just um, more of a flat thing, you know? And so um, what, what I remember you've shown me our other artists' artwork that you liked where they did this, where they had a flat background. And it, yeah. and it really, what it does is it emphasizes the figure in a Absolutely. different way. And it gives Absolutely. it this kind of modern, more graphic yeah. design kind of look than, yeah. rather than a painting with a whole background and a scene. And you know, that they, Iceman, exactly. oh, I like that. You Archangel see it, Stadium. you know, as, yeah. you, are, as you, yeah. you are doing it, you see it. Mm -hmm. Or I see it, you know, I see it happening and I, and I go in that direction, I move in that direction, mm. you know, because it's, That's it's, it's in front of me. And I have to say, throughout all these years of working professionally, I have developed this skill to do what is in my head mm. and, you know, and, and put it down. That's, and that's it, yeah. as I say, you know, I see it happening and I make it more so. Do you, um, one thing you mentioned earlier when, when I asked you about what you felt if you were, as you were starting to look up that mountain and you said, oh, if I were to be asked it again, I'm sure it would be the same. H have you been asked again to come back and do Not any do work on Marvel sets? Yeah. No, no, mm -mm. no, no. I um, I know that a lot of people, a lot of collectors, always always get very excited and and hope. <laughs> Every new year, we're like, another, are they coming back? Marvel <laughs> Is um, it happening? <laughs> and I, I guess, and I'm not to put words into your mouth. I mean, you can you can talk to this yourself, but I guess you know, I, from from listening to you, it feels like you've you've explored that world and you've played in that arena and you, you're kind of you revisit it on commissions occasionally but you've kind of maybe 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 done that and you yeah. might not want to go back to it is that is that maybe that's, how how it that's is definitely fair um you know it's still a real, like you know really cool and everything and we enjoy like i said the movies and we like seeing what's going on and as much as we do but we, sure. it's just not really you know I've, I've just got so many other things that i'm thinking about um yeah so um yeah. both of your you works know. too have like I think, you know, I mean, for me, that set your names that that brings people back. That's the nostalgia. That's that's mm -hmm. the art always being appreciated. Right. That's a that's a chapter like in a book. No, I really people love it. So, I mean, it really was meaningful to anybody. I just I, I'm so grateful, really, that people felt that way about it. Really. Oh, we are. We are as well. Believe we me. are. Yeah. <laughs> <We're really, laughs> no, because there's this kind of like collectors artists kind of thing happening here where it's like the artists appreciate us appreciating it and we appreciate all the time and work you put into the work nice. into the art you know it, it's very it's it's very mutual <laughs> 
Nice. Yeah. It's good. You you very 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 briefly. We'll we'll let you go soon because I know that you've probably yeah, got sorry. things that you're itching to create. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm I, I'm I'm hoping that that in some way we inspire you in some of today's. Right, right. <laughs> um, and not this, not least this side which, right here, just in case. Okay, yeah. I sent you. Yeah. Don't worry. I wore this shirt special. This is new. It um, was really pretty. That's the prettiest shirt he's ever worn on the show. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. It is. It is true. It is true. Um, um, do you, you so you mentioned you, you watch the Marvel movies I'm just, I'm just curious because obviously you're people as well as you know artists and you know creators and visionaries and all these other words that I'm sure you've, you've heard uh, describe you what what do you what do you kind of watch read what do you consume what you know when you're not creating I mean you know, I can't imagine you sitting down and watching Jeopardy with a TV dinner on, <laughs> on your lap, on your laps. But hey, um, saying you know. anything about Jeopardy, I love Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> to love Jeopardy when I was younger, but I don't watch it now. That's true. <laughs> but but um, no, but um, we really don't, um, you know, watch TV or anything too much. Um, we. You know, usually in the evenings we might watch. Uh, yes, before we go yeah, to sleep. Just to kind of make a break <laughs> between the, the day of doing all the things. Because you really do have to shut your brain off or you will not sleep if you're yeah. in a. Um, for me, I, yeah. if I'm sketching and stuff just before I close my eyes to sleep, I will not sleep restfully at all. Because my brain is way too active. I have to do something to make it get a little zoned out. So, um, you know, we watch things on Netflix, go through different series. Um, we just really enjoyed finishing Shit's Creek. Such a good Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I love, I can't, I'm waiting for the last season. So I don't know spoilers because I know. <laughs> Say anymore. But we just saw the whole deal. So it's, it's. They're yeah, such a sweet couple. So like, sad. I love David. They're so nice. I've yeah. not even heard of this show. What? Oh, really? It's so good. You have a treasure in front of you now. Oh, wow. I'm so lucky, bro. Yeah. I wish I could go back. <laughs> it's so it's good. It's really interesting, you know, because we have a very, how could I put it, you know, really very um, specific day. We spend the whole day working. We walk our dogs, of course, but other than that, we work all day. And after dinner, you know, and we ready to relax, we watch one hour of television mm-hmm. whatever it's the most. sometimes that, that, not even sometimes oh, it's yeah, like 20 minutes or half 20 hour. minutes or whatever uh, and but what we do through the day as entertainment you know it's music mm. we listen to music ah. and we alternate one day is julie's music the next day is my day of music oh so, wow and 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 that's that's what yeah. we do that's uh, old, cool. old cuts or or new well, stuff or yeah boris mostly listen he mostly always puts uh, classical music on and i am all over the place the same as i am with my painting well i'm 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 going to send you um a musical recommendation once okay. we once we finish here <laughs> of something to check out um which is about i've recommended this to you as well norin but i don't think you ever watched it um which um which is kind of a jazz fusion band called snarky I did. puppy i did i like did it. you watch snarky good. puppy yeah i did i did snarky I did. puppy is brilliant it's really cool it's snarky really nice. puppy <laughs> snarky serious puppy. snarky puppy they're it's they're from brooklyn name. and texas there's 15 of them i think and they do um instrument they did do one album with vocals but they do instrumental jazz um it's 
it's very fresh it's very modern they've done a couple of albums with a full orchestra as well um a scandinavian orchestra um which was called silver and each it's got five pieces of music in it and it's kind of it's kind of an orchestra mixed with what they do and it's beautiful fusion um and each track is about a different wood or forest in mythology Oh and my it's, God. it's it's That's... absolutely stunning and you can, and and one of the beautiful things about it is that when they do the albums a lot of the time they record them live so you know in a live setting so what you hear isn't hasn't gone through the studio hundreds mm-hmm. of times and and with a lot of their albums you can actually watch them recording it with people sat around amongst the musicians wearing headphones and so the audience is amongst them it's That's fascinating amazing i definitely want to hear that oh, I'll, I'll send you a link it's it's yeah. truly for, for me personally on a, on a, on, a, on a, it's not that it's therapy hour within but it seriously you know saved my bacon last year when there was some stuff going on you know i listened to that album a lot so um so i strongly recommend that um um, and I'll drop you the link on that one. Um, and I, I think, I think, uh, I, listen, I could, I could chat to you all day. I know you've got stuff to do, and we, we should probably let you go. So thank really you. Fun. Yeah, thank you so much yeah, for inviting really us. Yeah, we very much. And we'll, you know, hope you'll invite us back another day. Cause oh, absolutely. Oh, you have no yeah. idea. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, um, we, I know that you, um, you guys have your website, and what we do with each episode is we will put out we put out our tasting notes and we put out links so we'll obviously put a link to your website which I, i'm pretty sure most of our listeners will know and have gone to anyway <laughs> and, um, uh, I, you know, <laughs> and i know that you do your your annual calendars of your work which is okay. fabulous um, so cool um but is there anything else that you're working on that you want to talk about or promote or or tell people that's coming soon or is it is it just kind of it just escapes when it's ready <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. You yeah. just have to wait. <laughs> oh, so cool. Um, I, I just wanted to say, you know, from everyone, from Ian and I, again, thank you for everything. You have no idea. You've really... You've you've made it really worthwhile. Like, this is probably... this For me, for me, it's my favorite set. You two have drawn my favorite character. It, my favorite rendition of the surfer is from you guys. No, no kidding. We talked about this before. This is not being made up on the spot. All seriousness, both of you, both of your rendition of the surfer for me, nothing for me. Just it's crazy. We really wish we would have done Shala Ball. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, the greatest love story ever told. Yeah. Well, no. you know, there's there's always time. There's always there's time. time. There's futures. The painting of the two of them <laughs> together on the They could on never be line. together, and yeah. Mm. No, oh, well. my heart just grew like the Grinch. It just grew. I just do that. You're, you're, th- this I'll man watch. is going to need a I'm stiff happy. whiskey I'm at happy. the end That's of the day. Isn't he? <laughs> uh, I think you guys are lovely. We love Thank you both. You. Thank you so Thank much. You, you too. Much. You guys are great. Thank uh, you. One of one of the things we say at the end of every episode um, is before we sign off is enjoy collecting. So we would absolutely love it if you would both just just like end the episode for us just by our catchphrase at the end of end of each week. Well, you guys enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. 
Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.